Hello and welcome to the Body Surf Podcast with your budgie boys, Tim and Owie, hydrated by Hairy Man Brewery. And Owie, we have two very special guests who have made the trip from up north. I don't know, you, 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 don't, you don't technically live in Queensland, so there weren't any technical issues getting over here, but you've made the trip down to say day, Daryl and Georgia, how you doing guys? Great, mate. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in all the way into the, the studio. Now, last time we caught up, probably a year ago, maybe even, well, the first time we caught up actually was uh, you were here for a funeral and you thought you'd stop in and say good day. You gave me this amazing t-shirt that I never take off, um, representing Nimbin. <laughs> but um, we had, I reckon, one of the best body surfs the Budgie Boys have ever had. And it was because you just rocked up out of nowhere. You brought some of your gear. We were all sharing hand planes that day. I remember having a really good time sharing all the gear. But the, the thing I remember is the surf was awful, but we still had a good time. It was, and that's something that's really important about body surfing is who you do it with, really. And, and as Zoe says, it's always overhead. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, and I'm excited about talking to you two guys tonight because uh, when I think of body surfing... Your faces pop up. <laughs> <laughs> That's just as soon as I wake up in the morning, I go, body surfing, Daryl and Georgia. Uh, and it's because we met you just so randomly. Mm. Uh, talk us through how we met, actually, because um, I believe it was at Womp Camp and you, you just appeared. No, we, we met you guys. We come down for a funeral. We yeah, met that's you. right. Yeah, like, yeah, that's on right. Insta. Yeah, were you, on Instagram. Were you not listening to what I just said? <laughs> no, 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 no. I never listened to you, Timmy. Um, I never listened to you because I might. Yeah, that's right. Actually, you know, I try and uh, imagine my life separate to Tim's because a lot of the time <laughs> we have the same stories. We have the yeah. same stories. That's true. And so, uh, yeah, we did actually. You you messaged us on Instagram and you just popped up randomly. That's right. Uh, and that was a really good surf. We met up at yeah. date 22. We did, yeah. And we had that, the Benway. We yeah. swapped that out with my oh, that yeah, was the first we time the we Benway, took the yeah. Benway out, yeah. And Jesse was there, I think, wasn't mm. he? Yeah, and there were just the four of us, and we had a, it wasn't great, and we just ripped in and <laughs> yeah. charged into well, it. Well, Tim described it as a terrible day. I remember it being really clean and nice. It was it was glassy. glassy. It was very glassy. Surf wasn't big. What would yeah. you say? One, two, four? Two Tops? foot, yeah. Mm. Two foot sets, maybe. It depends if you're on the Gold Coast. It would have been six, wouldn't it? If <laughs> yeah, that's Travis? right. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that was so. That was the first time. And uh, but my real vivid memories of you guys are at Womp Camp, mm. and uh, that's where we kind of really forged uh, a good friendship and um, and hung out quite a lot. Uh, that's more of the story I want to get because, as I said, you it was just random and. That's body surf. Just body surfing just brings people together, mm. and couldn't agree more. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, and then you you value add the next time you see them, connections grow stronger, don't mm. they? Yeah. So why did you decide to hit us up on Instagram that first time? Did you just see what we were doing? Did you listen to the podcast, or was it? Um, yeah, I'd been listening for a while. Yeah, and I just liked what you were doing and how it was bringing people together, and people were talking about it at the beach and. I thought I'm right there in Canala and I'll, if you're doing your morning, Saturday morning regular, I'll hit you up and see if I can come for a splash with you and it worked out really well. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, Timmy, you're wearing the Nimbin shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, uh, the Nimbin is not really known for its surf breaks. Nimbin head surf club, mate. <laughs> 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 so, are you the founder of the Nimbin body surfing crew, Daryl? Oh, absolutely. You <laughs> are, yeah. With the southern charter of the Goldie Sliders. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And uh, you guys live up there now. 
Yeah, don't we're, you? we're on a farm about mm. 10 minutes out of Nimbin, probably 45 minutes to the Tweed. Yep. And an hour to Byron, so that's sort of our scope of where we hit. Great. And, and you, you've been up there for 20-something years. Uh, nearly 30 now. Wow. Yeah. But you're you're originally a, a Maroubra kid. Maroubra boy. So did you ever body surf around here as a young bloke? Always, yeah. yes. Especially when I did nippers as a kid, and it was always the thing to get out Maroubra and charge down some massives, you know, close out straight handers and get drilled. It was, <laughs> that's what it was about, you know, and it was... I used to make my own hand planes out of skateboard decks back, <laughs> cut them out of plywood and they were just crap, but... Because I'm guessing the, the sort of stuff we see now wasn't around. The, the fins probably weren't like the same and, and handboards or hand planes weren't really the sort of technology we have now. So were people just making things out of fence palings and stuff like that? Pretty much yeah. any timber you could get and you could steam it and bend it in a vice and shape it with a jigsaw and get a point on the front and put a strap on it and away you'd go. Totally different to like what you see now, mm-hmm. like especially the carbon boards from, you know, garage or something like that or... The buller shapes, they're all unique. Yeah. And and you were very close to becoming a shy boy and you were thinking about buying a place around here, but you decided to head up north and get the farm. When you moved in, were you sort of mindful of what beach breaks were around you? I'd travelled a lot to Byron as a kid. We used to do lots of surf trips and I loved Byron in the past and I liked Drambar. I've always liked Drambar and places like that. So, But no, it was really just an opportunity to buy a cheap property at the time. So... <laughs> It was a spend 180 on a unit in Southo or 120 acres, 120 grand on a 15-acre farm out in the bush. Mm. It was a no-brainer. So you start body surfing up there and, and whenabouts did you start hooking in with the Goldie Sliders? Uh, probably about oh, two years ago. I just found them on Instagram. I went, oh, mob there. I, and I hit up Ben yep. and chased him up. And he said he wasn't there that week. He said, come up the cruise there. And made, it was made welcome, you know, Simon and those boys. And it was just... It's got a real good vibe about it when they hit the water on a Saturday and I got addicted to it, you know, just the camaraderie and I've made some really good friends out of them, you know, Ant and Ben and mm. Hamish are really good characters and, yeah, it's like becomes part of you really quickly. And, Daryl, so you've got uh, you've got a bit of a history body surfing. Grew up doing it, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, now you've got your daughter involved. <laughs> so, Georgia, tell us a little bit about how you started body surfing was it with your dad or did you go stuff your dad i'm just gonna (laughs) jump in by myself no no it was always with dad but the first time i ever like went to anything was slide fest i didn't actually go in it or anything but that was the first time i realized he wasn't actually like crazy and just talking about all these (laughs) random people that i i never really believed him and then the first time i actually ever went properly like body surfing with him was at Wompoff. The Womp Camp, yeah. Womp Camp last year. See, I'm not the only one who doesn't have a good memory, mate. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that was the first time that I actually ever went in, I think. And then after that, I started going to the Saturday morning meets at the Goldie Sliders with him. So technically, you've only been body surfing for about two, bit over two years, really. If your first time was Womp Camp last year. Wow. No. One one year. year. Yeah, it's only been a year. That's true. Yeah, Yeah, wow. Wow, that's incredible. Now, what sort of gear have you got going in your floppy bucket? Um, I only have the fins. I don't have any other fins. What colour? Oh, well, mine are pink and, like, cream, yeah. my usual ones. Nice. But then, yeah, and then my brother actually, like, drew on them. He did a little drawing for me. Like, no, it was actually a good one. Oh, he did just tag it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, he did, like, Mandela's and everything. Oh, and okay. so they look pretty cool, but I, so I don't really want to get those wet again because it might all come off <laughs> so but Layla actually gave me a pair that she won a few years ago I'm not quite sure when 
But yeah, so that'll be my new pair to use. So I don't awesome. have to use my other ones. And then I just have a war and playing the blue greeny one. I don't really know what color it is. Yeah, the bad fish. The bad and fish. Then, cool. Yeah, that's kind of it. And then some keels and a wetsuit. That's about it. And you, what a, what you, a, oh, go sorry, Timmy. do you have to use the wetsuit much up north? I pretty much always wear a spring suit. Really? Yeah. Or else I just get too cold you and feel go the in cold, and yeah. then it just distracts me and I can't do it. And what about you, Dad? You're proud watching your daughter body surf? And then following on from that, what have you got in your floppy bucket too? I couldn't be happier to, yeah. you know, as the kids grow up, they change and to be able to share something like that and do it together is really, you know, John Watson said the same thing. It's unique and mm. really special. I just love watching her and she charges. She's fearless. She's almost silly sometimes, but but it's it's a blessing. And, um, yeah, I've got... I've got. I love my war moon tail. I've got a. I just brought a set of yuccas, actually, the ultra soft. Oh wow, Scott. Matthews. Have you got them with you? No, they're in the other car. I can. I'll, I'll get them later tonight. Okay. Show you. Yeah. So because I was getting cramps too from the defins, I like them. They're lots of lots of power. But um, I think that if I'm not using regularly, I suffer. So I just wanted to change too, and I've got a. I've got a really nice garage Onyx River Tooth lightweight thing. I've got a slide buller. And that's probably pretty much it, isn't it? Now, is it true that you bought your War Moon Tail at a garage sale or off eBay or something like that? It was off Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> it just popped up one day. I was looking at him and this dude, I can't remember his name now, he's a local Byron ski instructor and he just had it up. He was heading off to Japan and wanted 70 bucks. It was brand new with the, the um, tag on it. And I just messaged him and said, yeah, I'll have it, man. He saved it up for me. I got it. And Ricky saw it. It was one of the original ones he made. So. <laughs> wow. So, and when I was at Slide Fest last year, he saw it and I had a neck day leash on it. And, and he just <laughs> took it off me and yeah. took it off. Just let's not put his own on and just put a new rubber on it. It was an old style thing. And he just gunned it up like without hesitation. So I'm guessing you bought uh, the Moon Tail before you knew Ricky, before you knew much about war well, and that yeah. sort of stuff. And now you've been able to collaborate and connect with him yeah, yeah that's great he's a good fella yeah like yeah him. so you you often pop into to womp off the the big war event but uh you haven't competed there are you thinking about jumping in the water soon uh depends like last year they had so many numbers on the sliders and there was the two young girls were there the Kowalski girls and i think it's the future the kids i'd rather see them jumping than some old fight like me really but and they had enough people turn up and you know the what you saw a little um Ace do, yeah. you know, that's just gold, I yeah. reckon, and I'd rather see that. You know, there, there's enough good body surfers there with, you know, Hamish and Ben and Ant and those guys. So, Well, mate, we're always looking for a replacement for Bondi, so... <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> no, George. Oh, okay, oh, bugger. <laughs> <laughs> and you get the points for girls and juniors, yeah. yeah there you yeah, go. smart move. <laughs> now, Dara, you have been off the gram for a while. Uh you're very, you're very vocal on there. So then as soon as you s- it stopped, it disappeared. alarm bells started ringing. Um, I guess there's not going to be any easy way to talk about this, uh, but I received a message from uh, one of the other crew members uh, and it really shook me. And I was like, well, yeah, he's been silent, but I didn't know that happened. Can you run us through what happened, mate? Because I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just want to... You to be able to set the record straight, say what happened, uh, and then maybe we'll chat about it a little okay. bit. And I want to try and get your perspective as well, as hard as it may be. Yeah, um, yeah just about what happened because it's it's huge. Yeah, it rocked me, it rocked mm. my world. So 
was basically out on a Saturday morning on a mountain bike going for a big big ride and got some tightness in my chest and went, oh, this is weird. And I was nearly about to head up into the forest and do 40 k's, a lot of climbing. And I mm. thought, oh, it was windy. I thought, I'll roll home. Got home and ch- Saturday I chilled out, no dramas. Sunday the same thing. I actually did some kettlebells and weights on Sunday, nothing. Got to work on Monday and then got some more tightness pushing the wheelchair around and I knew something wasn't right, your body tells you. And so I made a phone call and I got onto a helpline and explained what had happened, the tightness and blah, blah, blah. And she said, mate, you need to go and present at a hospital now. Mm. So I rocked up to the local Nimbin hospital and they did an ECG and took some bloods and the ECG was okay and then there was an enzyme in the on the bloods at troponin and it said that I'd had a heart attack. Mm. Wow. So they said I had actually had three. So I got... <laughs> So they rushed me off in an ambulance so they didn't want me to do anything. So I went into Lismore in the base and had a, an angiogram, and, which is where they put a wire up your wrist, mm. into your heart and pump some dye and they found my coronary artery was 90% blocked. Wow. And I was really close. The next one was going to kill me, they said. Yeah. And it was like a mine was really heavy. Mm. So I had some stents put in and um, no, no permanent damage to my heart. Great. And the cardiologist, who was a really nice young fella, he was a friend of Sam's from the Goldie Sliders, he said I was one big hill away from it. Yeah, wow. And he said, yeah. And must have on the Saturday, on the Saturday morning, something must have blocked Mm. and created. The figures weren't high, they were low compared to something that would kill me there and then. But he said, man, you're lucky you made the call. Mm. And he said to me, if blokes your age would do this and we'd save you know, a couple of hundred lives a year in Lismore alone, he said... Is that you don't realise how many people are dying from coronary heart disease. And yeah. And it looks like it's a hereditary, you know. I've, I eat well, I don't smoke, I don't drink a lot, except mm. I might get on it occasionally, but <laughs> the risk factors were really low. Yeah. So my father had the same thing and my mum, so I think I've, you know, at the end of the day I feel like I've dodged a bullet. Mm. Oh, for sure. And I've come out the other side and, you know, and... The future's just normal. Once you've had the surgery, you know, life expectancy doesn't change. And mm. so I'm stoked that I'm to be a lot, I feel blessed, you know, that I can still do what I do. And I've got my friends and, you know, the people around me were really being supportive. And it was a real mental battle the first couple of days. Like I was really fighting in my head going, what have I done wrong? You know? Yeah, for sure. I, and for me, that's a, it's a great reminder to me as well, because my dad had a massive heart attack. I think he was... 99 if not 100 percent blockage yeah i remember when he had i saw his scan and it's like a a river of blood to a point it's just nothing there was just nothing going i was the same Mm. you know and like and what had happened the cardiologist said my heart had adapted that's what yeah that's what was the exercise as well and Mm. i was getting blood in other ways because i wasn't getting breathless and i was still doing the wednesday before i rode home 55 k's from work on me pushy Mm. into the wind Wow. And it sucked. And yes. I just had to embrace it and I did it easy. Yeah. We were using Strava for track and everything. I was wasn't rides weren't getting easy, they were just getting quicker. So mm. my cardio was good and he said that's what had happened. It had my exercise had mastered it. Yeah. Mastered it and and I think I just was lucky enough I listened. He said I could have gone on for another twelve, eighteen months, two years and not felt much and and then just like Dean Jones, yep. I suppose, just dropped like a rock. Well that's it. Uh during the week, uh, former test and one day cricketer, uh, Dean Jones, passed away uh, from a massive heart attack. And 
uh, you wonder if he had little science that he just didn't pick up on. And yeah. good on you for noticing something something happening and going, I'm going to just monitor this and chat to someone because being a bloke, you go, no, nah, it's all right, I'll, I'll press on. It would have been easier to just have dinner and have a shower and go to bed and worry yeah. about tomorrow. And So I, I feel like for whatever reason, things lined up in my favour. Mm. You know, she's probably... These things are really important to you. You don't realise until you're under that sort of stress. And so I feel really blessed that I'm still here, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Georgia, for you, how how did you feel when when you found out? Was it was it quite daunting? Yeah, it was. I mean, I didn't really know because like he just went to the hospital and he didn't tell me. Well, like don't worry, that's what happened to my dad as well. I found out three days later. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much the same thing. Like I had to go, me and mum had to both go because he drove himself to the hospital. So we had to go pick up the car because he had to go to Lismore base in the ambulance. (laughs) So um, I stayed in Lismore at a friend's place just in case I had to pick him up at night because he thought it was going to be all fine. And then, <laughs> and then it ended up being like I stayed at my friends like a few nights because we didn't know how long he was going to be there. And he just told me everything was fine. They just didn't know what it was. So he had to stay there longer because they didn't want to tell me because they didn't want to stress me out. But yeah. stress me out more not knowing. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, yeah, so I didn't really know too much until it was kind of already fine and it was all over. So I only got told like after, like I got told he was having the surgery, but. He told me that it was fine and all that, so didn't really. That's the dad thing. You don't. I had the son out in the middle of the ocean on a yacht. I had one in Sydney and my daughter close by. You just didn't want him to freak out. You know? Yeah. You just and I didn't have any answers at that stage, so I thought I won't say much until I had some clarity. And then after the surgery and it was all good and the heart was no damage, I thought, oh well. Yeah, and it's if you're listening to this and I, I you don't even have to be old, honestly. Really, you can be any age, uh, any fitness level. If you've had it run in your family, go, like just go and monitor it. Watch your cholesterol. Watch all the warning signs. Uh, and if you have symptoms, talk to someone. Talk to That's what men don't do. Mm. Girls are great at it. They will brainstorm with their girlfriends. <laughs> they'll go and see their GP for the little things. But boys just don't do it, you know. And I think long term you've got to balance life, you know, You've got to try and live an 80, 80, 90, 10 sort of lifestyle where you eat well and exercise well. But, you know, talk to your GP. Go and see him. There are things you can have done and checks you can do, especially if you've got family history. Mm. And, you know, once you're over 45, you're you're a different human, you know. You're you're ageing and your body's changed, you know. When you're your age and your age, not much phases you, does it? Oh, we're 30 now, mate. It's all downhill from there. (laughs) That's what Tim keeps telling me. Yeah, it's not... (laughs) Seriously not. But, you know, you've got to monitor yourself. And, like, and I'd had a GP check the week before. Mm. I'd just gone to the GP and had my blood pressure done and blood's done and it was all... He's going, fit, resting heart rate, 60, 110 on 70, you know. I was feeling good mentally. So I was there the, on the Thursday mm. at, a, at a checkup. So and I do that regularly anyway. But I think the key to it is um, being aware of things changes. You know, as soon as I realised that tightness in my chest, I thought that's not right. And one of the other funny things, I'd been struggling with a bit of back pain. Not heavy, but by the end of the week, I was really stiff in the hammies and the glutes and the lower back, and I was stretching out over the weekend. As soon as I had the angiogram, the pain has just gone. Wow. And he said that can be part of it for males especially. I had none of the stuff in my left arm or my jaw. But as soon as I got up after the angiogram, the pain was gone, and it has not came back 
Amazing. So they're little signs, you know, that you've actually got to take notice of, you know. Mm. And I, at Womp Camp last year, I had a really sore back. Oh. Yeah. But it went, you know, and maybe that's a precursor. It's You've got to read your signs and listen to your body, hey. Well, April, please shut your ears because I've had a terrible back lately, so maybe I'll have to go and get checked. There is a test. You can do a CITA test. It's okay. It's non-invasive, but it's quite expensive if you're young, I think. But, you know, if you're like with your – how old was your dad? Uh, he would have been 60 yeah. when he had it. Yeah, no, but um, they, they were saying he'd had heart attacks before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where if you don't monitor it, yeah. it can be... It's fine and balance in food, exercise, rest, you know, quality of your, you know, your recreation time, things like that. They're mm. really important. Mental health. The stress can cause, you know, to have heart issues, let alone yeah. anything else. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, I think it's a real key, you know, keep in touch with your body. And, and if you don't feel right, talk to someone. Even mm. if it's your mate, and hopefully your mate's smart enough to go, hey, dickhead, <laughs> <laughs> go, and have, go and get looked at, you know. Yeah. You know, because sometimes that's what it takes. Mm. You know, you've got to have a strong friends group, which I feel I do now with you guys and the body surfing and all that, you know. I've got lots of really good messages and encouragement and people going oh wow you of all people mm. and i'd had a conversation two weeks before with a mate south african he's, he's bloated out to 170 kilos and his legs are b- b- you know terrible and his mm. heart he's sweating when he does it and i said mate you got to get fit or you're gonna have a heart attack and then and then you did two weeks later i'm in there going <laughs> oh what, a, what have yeah. i done you know that was half the mental battle and he's He's a cigarette smoker, mm. heavy drinker, loves salami. Oh, mate, I see, I see people, unhealthy people every day in my line of work. Yeah. And I go, my dad wasn't the healthiest man, but there's a lot of more unhealthy people than what he was. And then he's brown bread. Yeah. So it's just, it's frustrating. It can be very frustrating. Totally. Like we walked along the promenade there at Cronulla today and Georgie and I and went shopping, mucked around and we saw these dudes that were just massive and going... How come that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not overweight. He really said that to me. He's like, how can I have this beef? And that no. dude is still walking and, you know, eating hot chips. Yeah. And that's the thing that must be killing you. You are a very active person. You're extremely fit. You're looking great. How's the recovery going and when can we see you back in the water? Um, I'm probably five weeks and I was – you just basically walk for a month and – no no loading of weights or anything heavy. Um, next week I can start riding my bike again. I'll just start on the wind train or on the back veranda and I'll go back to work in two weeks when school starts and I'll start swimming. And pretty much I could jump in the ocean now. And just as long as it wasn't six mm. foot and <laughs> holding me down for a week. Like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'll just pick my mark at this stage. Yeah. But, you know, as soon as the borders are open for us, we're in the bubble now up in yeah. Northern New South Wales, so I really want to get back and touch base with Ant and Hamish and Ben and they and Travis and all that crew. Yeah, because that's been really, really important to me. Along, you know, just as a being connected to something. So, and what that was sort of shut off since you know April. Mm. So no, that's I'm pretty. I'll just take it easy. You know, by Christmas he said I should be back in the full swing and back to normal. I've probably lost only two kilos. I was only ninety two kilos, so it wasn't big. Yeah. So it. Yeah, I'll just take it steady, man, and I'll be back. I want to come and stir you blokes up somewhere again. <laughs> <laughs> because Georgia was telling me you guys were pretty much packed to to head to Womp Camp when this all went down. You must have been spewing and missing out on that because that's something you've been going to for a while and you absolutely love it. 
Um, was it hard to listen to the last few podcasts? And because we were we were going to try and interview you then. Yeah. And when we got the news, we were just like, that kind of yeah, that's it's awful. But I guess nothing would stop you going there except for this really. heart attack. <laughs> well, I'd packed everything on the weekend: the camper box, the swags were done, mm. every the, the floppy bucket was loaded. <laughs> it was just a matter of I was taking the Thursday off and Friday, and we we're going to head off early and. Was looking forward to seeing everyone, you know. Mm. That was, and then Monday I was devoted, really. Was I didn't know any of this was happening, <laughs> so I still thought we were going <laughs> until like the Wednesday when she's he told me he was me. going into surgery, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's not really going to happen now. So yeah. I was devoted because that I like the camaraderie of the fire, you know, like Belly's performance last year was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, those things are, that, that's what makes your memories and, you know, what makes you feel good. So mm. I, I feel like I, I wasn't robbed, but, you know, you've got to, you got to take your medicine sometimes and, you know, I want to be there next year. Mm. Make sure I get there next year. We tried to catch up with Belly the other day. I left him some fins there, some old mantas he wanted. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some blades. <laughs> yeah, some white ones. I've had them for like, oh, I couldn't tell you how long. <laughs> and my son had drawn on the Belly sign on it, so. That's cool. Yeah, so he wanted them, so. <laughs> I go to a good home. Yeah, nice. Uh, now, not not many people would know this, but I guess you um, you drive quite a fair distance to just catch up with the Goldie Sliders and go to their regular meets on a Saturday morning. They call it the Slab. Would you call that your home beach, or do you explore other places closer to home for you? Uh, I'd I'd call it like we surf there more than anywhere else. Yeah, but um, you know, we drive past a lot of good waves to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I can you know, imagine Crumbin, Alley, yeah. and Burley, but you know it's the sense of camaraderie you get, you know, but they, they actually move around. We had a really good wave at Durambar mm. just before COVID, didn't we? It was big and soft. Before or after the shark attack? Before. before yeah, way before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was horrendous, wasn't it? It was terrible. Yeah. You've seen the footage? And I have, and it's yeah. quite busy there. And the poor bloke was the last one in on the bank. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. it's full on. And, I mean, that would be quite fearful now, even body surfing, because, I mean, he's you watch the footage and he's on top of the water, on top of a board, and it... He just disappeared. He got drilled, didn't mm. he, the poor bloke? Mm. Was, uh, what do you say? Nothing. Yeah, you can't. And we were at Drambar there, I forget now, with Ben and Simon and Ant. It was a good six foot. We were catching some cracker waves. Mm. Hamish got washed off the rocks. It was pretty funny. And <laughs> Did a Timmy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I know what I'm doing. Right now. I'm, I'm a lifeguard. <laughs> but he handled it with a blob. He didn't get cut up, which was good. So mm. and we got some really good waves that day. And so we, they miss career. They like the frog when it's pumping. Yeah, yeah, they really. Ben loves it. And Froggies, uh, yeah. He loves getting drilled. <laughs> He's like you, are we? Oh yeah, he I like getting, the womp. Yeah, yeah, I do like getting hurt. Uh, now, you two are awesome. <laughs> uh, like, out of the many body surfing duos that I know, <laughs> Corey Sainsbury and Nick Brabot. Yeah. Uh, you've got to say probably Hamish and Ben from the Goldie Sliders. They're they're a duo. Uh, Hipdo. Hipto and his uh, South Coast yes. guys. Every, there's there's a little duo always going around, but you two, just as I said before, personify body surfing. And I want to ask you a bit about like the the father daughter relationship because I think it's a dying breed uh, where a daughter kind of looks up to her dad and goes. I'm going to go body surfing with you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's just like, and I don't know if it's because. You're really loyal, Georgia, or maybe you're young, or I don't know. What's the what's the story behind it? Why do you guys just love hanging out together so much? Uh, I know you kind of made me go. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I wouldn't say I really had a choice because like, <laughs> he was going for a while before I ever really took it seriously because I also used to work Saturdays, mm. Saturday morning, so I just blew it off and was like, I'm not going to take a shift off because I didn't really <laughs> believe, I didn't really it's know. the cash, man. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I just think it's um when your daughter's little, she's really your daddy's daughter sort of thing and as they get a bit older, they change, they get their friend groups and mm. I think it's just one way we've stayed connected because mm. you can get disconnected a bit as the teenagers and they want to do their own thing but it's we've both had a bit of a passion and it drives us so it's we had a great weekend at Byron when the festival's on and we surfed some big waves at Omar with Corey and Ricky and Elliot Kirkland. Yeah. Was we're getting smashed and it was great fun and to do that with your daughter you know sons you tend to do more things with but mm. just to go over there and hang out with her and we went up to the brewery that night and partied a bit and she was doing trampoline jumps in the rain off the <laughs> in ground tramps and just to have that for me as a father is you know really special yeah you know and you heard uh, what nick watson talk about it with his son and they, we bumped into them on the beach at Byron that weekend. He was hanging out with his wife just with his pan plane and walking along. We chatted and his son was a good fellow. I met him at Camp the year before. And yep. So that, to me, it's priceless as a father to be able to do that with your daughter, you know. And we could do that, you know, as long as I stay healthy into my 70s. And mm. imagine being able to do that, you know, and when she has kids and take them out for mm. a body bash and, you know. Yeah, because you don't get to have it. No, forever no at the same age you know i'm looking no. at my little sister at the moment she's nine and she's just at that perfect age where she hasn't got an attitude yet but she's still like young it'll and, come and <laughs> yeah, it comes yeah yeah um but she's still young and fun enough to like we're gonna take her to the zoo we're gonna do this yeah. um and yeah it's just you've like to, i love it you've got to embrace all that because mm. it change every there's phases and they change really quickly and there's periods where She'll want to be on your shoulders and be your best friend, and there's other. She'll step back when she's a bit older. Yeah. But if you've got good communication and you talk to your kids and you give them positive things to do, you know, and it works unreal. And like I'm blessed to be honest. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I just feel when you jump in, some I've, you know, Simon one day on the Goldie it was getting heavy, and she, he called her into a wave. Mm. She dropped into this pit and got smashed, <laughs> and we're all going. <laughs> <gasps> Simon goes, I don't think I should have done that. <laughs> How'd you go, Georgia? Oh, I was survive? fine. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. And now, yeah, and now, like 12 months later, I feel really confident. She's been in big swells and she handles it. She understands the dynamics of getting under waves and yep. when not to go, when to go. And so it's that makes it a lot easier mentally. You know, you're mm. not stressed about your 15 year old daughter getting drowning or getting yeah. hurt. So, and you, you, as you get older and stronger, you just enjoy it more. And, mm. Body surfing's a lifelong thing, hey. Yeah. There were some guys at Womp Camp there last year and they were really old fellas from the northern beaches and they were still doing it. And, mm. You know, surfing gets harder on your back and stuff. And But, um, yeah, I think it's something I can't wait for the next 20 years, mate, or next yeah. 30 years. I want to stay healthy and keep charging and see you guys turn up one day with kids and stay as up when they're giving you grief and... Fill them up with sugar. Twelve kids, as, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I've said previously yeah. on the podcast. Don't know about that. I'm not sure if April's listened to that one. Um, yeah, look at the eyes. <laughs> uh, how do you go with your friends, Georgia? Because, I mean, a lot of people kind of... Well, I remember when I was growing up, I tried to distance myself from my parents as much as I possibly could. And it was hard because my dad used to come to every sporting event. Uh, he used to come to my school and drop off lunch. Mm. 
And I'd be like, Dad, please, no. Uh, and now I look back on that time and I was actually really, really thankful for it. And um, it was cool to say like that my dad was there and he watched everything and he cared about what I was doing. Uh, not, not everyone has that uh, story. But how do you go with, with your mates? Do you care about your dad kind of being with you? I try you? to get away from him, but it doesn't work. <laughs> um, no, nah, none of my friends really are into body surfing, so I kind of just keep it separate and then yep. just do my own thing, really. But, but do they ever go to the beach just to hang? Because that seems to be mm, a popular Only thing recently. Yeah. Only because I've, like, dragged them out. But oh, really? Because now we have our licence. But, like, other than that, they... One of my friends completely just hates the beach and just hates sand, hates the water. But I've gotten her out there a few times, but it's not really known in our area, I guess you could okay. say. Yeah. Now I'm going to steal a question from Oe's rule book. Uh, he, this is his go-to question if you've watched the podcast. And Georgia, you've you've kind of given us a glimpse on your answer when Simon called you onto that wave. But tell us about a time when uh, you, you caught, you know, just the most epic, hecticus wave ever, or a time that you got absolutely smashed and just loved it. In Byron, probably, at the surf festival with yeah. Ricky and Corey and Olga and that. Oh, actually, I was looking at that. No, well, I don't think so. Um, no, but that was probably... There's, I think there's a, the one photo on my Instagram about it. That was probably my best wave ever. Or the one that I got smashed on when Simon <laughs> called me onto it and then regretted that. That's probably mine. But the one time. at Byron, you didn't get smashed on? No. Oh, mm, I think you it, probably would have cyclone yeah, yeah. with the, <laughs> Like the small waves were about seven yeah. feet yeah <laughs> guess because it was a cyclone spell but still <laughs> it was it was fun still how about you Daryl? uh recently was one behind the wrecks at byron that swell i saw the wreck suck dry as this thing took off and <laughs> took into it and just went the went the went the alleyway way and just took it on the head it was good <laughs> that's how i tend to do it i can't body surf very well but i'll throw myself into a into a heavy wave yeah it, but i think it's you just get used to falling and not get yeah you get, yeah you don't get drilled too much you know I think Cookman broke his neck almost nearly once oh he did yeah and we've told about fifteen different ways Thanks. and how he did it but <laughs> on a beach break yeah that's probably that was a that was a really good surf it was clean and warmish you know and it was big waves and there was plenty of them and we were with a good crew and we were just looking after each other and drifting down the beach and just dropping into these bombs you know it was really good and I've had some really good ones on the Goldies. Like, mm. The one at Drambo was pretty good. I got a monster there one day, a big left, and got eaten alive inside. It was good. <laughs> but I, when I was a kid, I got some big closeouts at Maroubra. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just dropping down these things and just getting axed. It was really good. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for uh, being a part of the podcast. Uh, I know it's uh, what you spoke about tonight. It, it was, it's hard. It's hard to talk about. Um, but... Yeah, I'm just stoked that you you didn't drop, you know. You're still going, you're still firing um, because I couldn't imagine the community without you, Daryl. Uh, and, yeah, as I said, I'm uh, I'm so, so happy that you listen to your body uh, because not everyone does it. And if anyone is listening, again, I, w- I, wanted to, I want to say to them, please monitor your symptoms because you don't get a second chance. No, I think thank you for the comments. We love you guys. We, we listen in every week whenever it's on, you know. And, and I just feel blessed that I've got a group of friends around me that think that way and I feel part of something really special. I think mm. it's it's on the up, you know, body surfing yeah, is yeah. changing and, and the whole perception of it and I feel good to be part of it and I feel I'm blessed doing it with Georgie. You know, I'd like to see what the event is, you know, in 40 years' time and where he's all at, you know. We, that's the, the progression in the history of the sport. So I reckon it's unreal and 
Yeah, just listen to your body, you know, and ask questions, and that's what you got to do in life anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, uh, as parting parting words, please, Daryl, give us a little bit of what you what you envision for the next twenty years. Where are you going to be? Where's Georgia going to be? Where's the sport going to be? Uh, and then we'll wrap it up, mate, with a bit of uh, it's always overhead. <laughs> I think, you know, the people involved, like what you guys are doing, it wouldn't come together without it. I really think it's really critical because we're spread out from Victoria to mm. Queensland and to have a, a something that glues us together is r- undeniably really important. And I just think too, you know, I don't, I don't know where it'll go. It could fall over and be nothing or you know i think it'll be that social scene where yeah. guys get together and go to ecto or they get together and do slide fest or womp off you know womp off was big last year we had a ball mm. all of us and i think they're the really important things that pulls the community together i think that's i know it's never going to be a money sport like pro surfing or tennis or whatever it's just a i think it's really i don't know it's hard to explain but i think it's i love it and i really enjoy the camaraderie and the sense of belonging mm. and I think that social connection is really important as you get older so I really look forward to seeing Georgie when she's 40 and you with your kids doing bashes you know in 20 years time or whatever and I think that's where you'll get your satisfaction I will mm. anyway you know mm. and passing on what you've learned you know that's the key of being human isn't it to make the next generation that little bit mm. better and have fun so I love it Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for that. And I can just see, you know, your passion for your family, passion for your work and, and a passion for the sport of body surfing. It's just great to have you on the podcast finally. It's been too long. Um, but let's go have a few frothy ones and uh, get a, a schnitty and yeah. uh, have a, another chat. But um, did you guys want to do the sign well, We'd off? love to, yeah. Go for it. It's, it's always, always overhead. Your body, body surf. surf. Yeah. Bye. Bye.